Welcome back. Brecky Show with Lyle and Minnie. Um, nearly the last one for the year, not quite. Um, tomorrow tomorrow will be our last live show. It's Encounter with God time. It is indeed. Before yeah. we do, what do we got? Do we have any text messages? Okay, we did have a text message with some of the ingredients for the uh, COVID-19 vaccine coming through, but without being able to uh, confirm that, I can't put that one to air, but... Mm. Um, Basically a long list of words that I can't pronounce. Nice. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so I don't know whether it would make any difference if we did put it to air or not, but a long list of words that I can't pronounce. There is a text message that came through yesterday that I am going to uh, go back to today but further on in the Bible study because it does relate to what we're talking about today. And so that's going to be super important. Um, let me see. What else have we got that we've got to talk about? Quick reminder, if you didn't catch it already, we are back on the 5th mm-hmm. uh, between now and then. Please don't go anywhere. We we love no, your company. Heaps on still. We will still kind of be here. It's not live? In spirit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here in spirit. Um, and we will be um, bringing you a whole bunch of best ofs, best mm-hmm. of interviews, best of Bible studies, best of questions of the day, etc. throughout the year. Mm. So all of your favourites will be coming back over the next couple of years and – um, over the next couple of weeks, I should say, until we are back on the 5th. So, yeah, that's going to be super uh, super good. And we have our very special Christmas program with uh, Lawson and Mon and myself. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be amazing as well. That will be taking that will be during the breakfast show on Christmas morning. So if you're travelling somewhere to see relatives, make sure you tune into Faith FM on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're the the one, Christmas the... He is the one. He is the one. That finished last week. He is week, the one. But it's That's still, right. if you guys want to watch it, jump on the ends.digital on Facebook, YouTube. Is that right? Okay, the here's the one episodes run for 28 and a half minutes. Okay. So they're short. Yeah, nice. And simple. And this would be a great way if you've got uh, friends or family coming over. mm on Christmas Day, uh, to have a little bit of a watch party mm-hmm. in which you can spend some time looking at Jesus. He is the one. Yeah. And there is three presentations there you can choose from. Make sure you have a look at them first. Figure out which one you think would be best for your family to see mm. and say, hey, we're going to remember more than just um, presents today. We are also going to remember Jesus Christ. And that's what this day is actually all about. So, yeah, head over to Here's the One on mm-hmm. Christmas morning and share it with your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, Road to Bethlehem online. And so Road to Bethlehem is usually about like 12 or 14 of these that take place around Australia and New Zealand each year. The only place that they're actually having a live one this year is in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand seems to have been able to eradicate the virus, which is very, very cool. And so they are running a pretty standard kind of economy over there at the moment. Uh, Unlike us here who have a bit of an outbreak happening, which is just a bit of a Christmas disaster for um, some areas. Um, And it's kind of, it's kind of right on our border here in, in, in Newcastle. Many is living about two two K's from the, (laughs) from the red zone border. I reckon it's going to jump the border tomorrow, Minnie, and that's it. You're going to be locked in your house for the next couple of weeks. No, don't say it. <laughs> no, I'm going to live out of my car this afternoon. No, I reject this. <laughs> Look. Well, you could have stayed in Queensland. 
Yeah, but I was coming back for radio. That's right, you were. Well, I mean, I could have stitched you up and be like, jokes. <laughs> Find someone else. <laughs> I'll keep this in mind. <laughs> okay, so just uh, a note to note to all of our listeners this morning. This is how much Minnie loves you guys. <laughs> yeah, Minnie is like, I'm in Toowoomba. I am safe from COVID. There is no COVID up there. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive like 12 hours and move into my house, which is <laughs> two kilometres from a red zone boundary, just so that she can come here and talk to you about Jesus that's on the, the radio one. for two days. That's the one. <laughs> that's Minnie for you. That is Minnie, and that's how much she loves you guys. All right, if you would like to go to Road to Bethlehem, mm. and this is something that would be absolutely fantastic to do on Christmas Day. You've never been able to do it on Christmas Day before. It usually happens in the week leading up to Christmas. But you can have a, have, have have the Road to Bethlehem experience this year on Christmas Day mm. in your home with your family, particularly great if you've got kids. Uh, simply go to roadtobethlehem.org and it's all right there. Digital Where version, pre-recorded for, as we do everything these days. <laughs> everything's, everything's digital. We do digital evangelism on the end.digital. We do digital Road to Bethlehem. We've done a whole bunch of digital church. But it is amazing, right? Because, I mean, I still believe we need the one-on-one, like discipleship, interaction, mentoring, whatever we you want to call it. However, this day and age, technology is allowing us to do digital ministry in a way that we've just never had the option before. Yes. And then this year has kicked it into it's like, <laughs> for sometimes this is the only way we can do it. Technology has increased to the point that mm-hmm. men no longer have to run to and fro. Mm. See what you did there. Ah, yes, Cheeky that was from uh, <laughs> that was a reference of um, Daniel? Daniel chapter twelve, verse four, mm. where the Bible says, "Knowledge shall be increased, and men shall run to and fro." Just before Jesus comes back, absolutely. And uh, somebody, in fact, it was my old mate Harry Wolf, mm-hmm. who once said to me, "Well, knowledge is now increased to the point that men no longer have to run to and fro." <laughs> yeah. And he said that like fifteen years ago. Oh, so it's certainly increased a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more it increases, the more opportunities we have to be able to share the gospel in so many different ways, which is just incredibly wonderful. Absolutely. Speaking about spreading the gospel, let's look at the purpose of what spreading the gospel is all about. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4 is where our Bible study begins. Nice. We're going to start here and then we're going to go, oh, have we not done the quiz yet? We did. We did? We, did, did we? Did we not? Did we? I think I did. Okay, yeah, so we've got. I brought one, us back in. Two, I brought three, us back four. in. Four. Yeah. We're supposed to be. Have we done number four yeah. yet? Here we yeah. have. Okay. We're that done was the, the number of sons not took into the ark. See, this is this is Liam, producer Liam, just losing it this morning slightly. <laughs> oh like, no! I'm so sure we did. His his, his Christmas um. <laughs> his, Christmas his brain is, is ready to the, be. The, the Christmas brain has kicked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you haven't done the quiz. Like, no, we have done the quiz. No, I did. Cause <laughs> I, I brought us back in while you guys were talking about something. Okay. That's that's the reason I know. All right. Oh, good. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But I've done four. What am I reading? Revelation 21. Verse? Four. It is verse four. Okay. An epically good verse. All right. I'm going to say a prayer before we start. I'm going to get into the word. Uh, Papa, Lord God, I just thank you so much that we can open your word, that we can get to know you, um, and that, uh, yeah, we can just have time together online or via technology this morning on the radio as people listen. Um, Just go with us. Uh, Open our hearts and minds to your truth and teach us more of who you are. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Amen. Amen. Okay. Revelation 21 verse 4. Oh, yeah, it is a good verse, isn't it? He will wipe every tear away from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. That's a great verse. Mm. There's so many things that I can draw out of that verse. 
I mean, Go just on, to then. start with, I don't know why my brain went here, mm-hmm. but this is where my brain went. Hellfire. Did your brain go to hellfire when you read this verse? Can't say I did. But, but no, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking there. I'm just sort of sort of sitting here, self-analyzing at the moment. Like, <laughs> why does my brain work like this? This is interesting. So, what were you thinking about hellfire? How I think, I think, I think, I think it's the evangelist coming out in me. Uh-huh. Uh Where this is a great verse for the subject of hellfire. Mm. Because there are so many people out there today yeah. that say that hellfire lasts for eternity. Well, that verse just said that it doesn't. Could it be gone forever? Pain There'll will be, be no gone. more sorrow, mm. crying, or pain mm. anywhere, ever, again. Yeah. In other words, yeah, hellfire is a real thing. It just doesn't last for eternity. Yes. It lasts yep. until the wicked are burned up, and then it's gone. It's over and done. It's finished. And nobody's there right now. So I'm not quite sure why my brain went there, but that's where my brain went. No, but um, I think it's still. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, I think that's a super it's, relevant. I, I guess. I guess what it comes down to is that there is something inside me that wants to defend the character of God. Yeah, uh, the devil has worked as hard as he can to malign the character of God and to misrepresent the character of God and make God to look out to be like some heinous tyrant mm. who sort of sits up there in heaven and is like, "Well, you don't want to be my friend. Well, if you don't want to be my friend, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to burn you." Forever. Hmm. I'm going to use my creative power to keep you alive while I burn you. So that you, you can burn forever. Forever. Isn't that what the Bible teaches? The Bible no. teaches coming a day where there will be no more pain, no suffering, no crying. All those things are gone. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, so we've got um, a number of passages here, but... I read this little story. A Christian was talking to a friend about the hope of the gospel, the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. The person responded negatively to the whole idea. Eternal life? He said with a shudder. What a horrible thought. Hmm. Our 70 years here are bad enough. Who'd want to stretch this out forever? That would be hell. Well, this person uh, would have the point, except that they didn't understand that the promise of eternal life isn't a mere continuation of this life here. Mm. And we do see that with so many people in our world today uh, that take their own life. Yeah. And, you know, suicide is the biggest killer, particularly amongst men of a certain age bracket. I forget what that age bracket is, but it is really, really horrific because it demonstrates just how awful a place our world can be, that there are so many people out there that's like, you know what, I'm done with this world. Mm. I, and they just check out. And I think that's actually a really good point that, yeah, if if your experience in this life is it just feels completely useless, mm-hmm. that the promise of eternal life isn't one that's hopeful, but that's missing. You're missing the point. Yeah. It's not eternal this life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I can see, I can see, I can understand that logic. And actually I was thinking about this in that verse that you just mentioned about, you know, you go to hellfire when we read the last verse. Where I go with that verse is that, there will be a time when there is tears, but God's going to wipe them away, you know, because... Yeah. That's that's an interesting thought. That's a controversial thought. Well, I look at it this way. This is about the character of God, right? Before you go there, oh, I'm yeah, just going to give the number out. Oh, yeah, go. 1-800-324-843. Will there be tears in heaven? Many just said that there would. Mm-hmm. For Not for always. Not for Many always. Many said there would be tears in heaven. 
There'll be a time. 1-800-324-843 is our number. We want to hear from you this morning. Give us a call. Give me your hard time. Or text us <laughs> on 0491 I So I was thinking about this. Yes. So you were just talking about Hellfire. Yes. We know there will be a time. Yes. But there will come to an end mm-hmm. because God is not sadistic or malicious or just, you That's know, right. whatever. But that means that there are going to be people who will not be there. Yes. I know that I have people that I have been praying to God about and just being like, God, if they're not there, I'm going to hurt forever. Now, I know that the Bible says, no, you won't. There will come a point that you won't need to be this pain. For me and my human in this life, my thinking is I'm going to hurt forever. If I feel like I'm going to be sad about this and we know that God's heart is that he's like, I don't want anyone to perish, but he's a respecter of persons. I'm like, man, there's going to be some pain there. God is going to lose more people than we ever will because he has cared more than any of us ever have or could. So I think there is going to be a time it's like, yeah, this sucks. Now, it doesn't mean there's not the hope of like all the um, other amazing stuff, but it's not like we're just going to lose our minds and like there'll be no memory of all these other people. And we know that, again, Revelation, there's going to be a tree of healing. Why is there a tree of healing? What are we What are we still healing from if it's perfect? This, do you see why I'm connecting? I do, I do. And I think that um, I think that the the critical point here is this. God loses so many people mm. and his memory is so much more perfect than ours. Yes. And so his pain and the PTSD that he suffers, um, well, he doesn't suffer disorders, I guess it's probably, <laughs> but post-traumatic stress, PTS, let's, mm. let's stop mm-hmm. there, is going to be so much more horrific than any of us ever go through. And what are we going to say? Are we Are going to say that God never cries? Mm. You know, God sings. The Bible talks about God singing. Yeah. And if God sings and if God is joyful, then God is emotional. And if we're created in the image of God, then God has emotions. Absolutely. And you're going to say that after the second coming that God's not going to, you know, be full of joy, of course, for those who are saved, but at the same time is going to forget all those that died. Yeah. I think that, you know, there'll be some times when, you know, God himself sort of goes to a quiet place by himself and, has a bit of a cry for all that's lost in the middle of all of the joy of what has been won. Yeah. But there's coming a point, the Bible says, where all of that will be over and done and gone forever. Absolutely. And that's uh, that's what the good news is all really, 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 really all about. You know, we're talking about those who who um, who give up on this life because this life is just too horrific for them. And um, somebody texted through with this yesterday, and, and I just wanted to share this because it was a great text message. <coughs> they said, I find it very sad when Christians take all hope from bereaved families when someone committed suicide. And there are some churches who teach that a person who commits suicide is eternally damned. Mm. And that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible doesn't teach that at all. God knows their hearts. Leave the judgment to a God who never makes a mistake. Mm. And is just and forgiving, and that's what we need to do. I think. I think at times like this, because I mean, all of us, every person has been affected multiple times by suicide, mm. uh, and so yeah, we need to uh, we need to leave all of that to a God who is the perfect judge. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. go here we then. go. Here we go. Yeah. What's come in? What's come in? Darn it. What? I, I believe Minnie is correct. Ah. 
in the early days, I'm sure that those who want those in the early days, I'm sure that those who make it to heaven will cry for those who did not make it. Mm. We are not going to have, and, and okay, I'm going to come out in Minnie's defense now as well, and you can give me a hard time if you like. <laughs> um, we are not going to have our humanity removed and half of our brain cut out. Yeah, that's right. Just because we go to heaven. Mm. We will be filled with joy. But part of that joy will involve remembering those who are not experiencing that joy. Mm. And some of those people are going to be very, very close to us, and that's going to be hard. But the Bible says there's a promise there that there's coming a time when all those tears will be over and gone and done with forever. Mm. Uh, absolutely. And what's significant about that verse there in uh, Revelation chapter 21 uh, is that it comes after the millennium. That's exactly where I was going to go. It comes after the 1,000 yes. years. Because we know that that's a specific time period. It is. And there's, I think, yeah, there's going to be things that happen there. There's going to be occasions for time. There's going to be occasions during that time for sadness. Yeah. And I think that that sadness will help us to really appreciate even more God's love for us and how much God has done for us. I think that's where we really get to see the justice of God play out that we haven't understood. Yes. On a a grand scale of all this life. Absolutely. Yeah. God is good, and we we know that, but I don't think we can understand that until that day. Like until Jesus comes again, I don't think we can get our little human brains around the extent of that. And even then, I think it'll be all eternity of going, oh, oh, I see. (laughs) Just a continual learning. (laughs) Okay, so we've got um, another text message coming through here. Um, let's just see what it comes up. It's, it's, it's working its way across the screen oh, yeah. <laughs> as we speak right here. Perhaps Lyle and Minnie are both correct. Mm. Tears in heaven and no tears on the new earth. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I uh, Everybody's on the same page yeah. this morning. I thought we could get some discussion going. But we all agree. What but a we shame. All agree. <laughs> No fun when everybody agrees. All right, let's go to Second Second Peter chapter oh, three dear. and verse ten. One of my favourite verses in the Bible. Oh, you're going to hear the evangelists come out in a minute again when we read this passage. I can't help it, but um, amazing. Second Peter chapter three and verse ten. Okay, but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and their very elements themselves will disappear in fire, and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. The For the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. You can't see, but Lyle is just saying that off by heart. He's I was going to look it up, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> those pages of my Bible are starting to fall out at the moment, so I'll just <laughs> state it. You know the verse as well. Okay, so that last message coming through from Brett. It's good to hear from our listeners this morning. We uh, we always love your uh, contributions to the show. Mm. All right, so uh, when we consider this particular verse right here, um, here comes the evangelist. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Mm-hmm. In the which, in other words, the Bible's about to tell you what happens mm-hmm. in the day that Jesus comes like a thief. Mm-hmm. So in that day that Jesus comes like a thief, mm-hmm. the Bible says the elements will melt with fervent heat. 
The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Well, that was just the best. Uh, one, of our bo- one of our bosses here, Marta, um, has a chocolate Labrador puppy that comes to work Very once a week cute. and came to work just now and came in to say hello and we just had our puppy fix. We did. And Although it's better if, better. It, if it wants to be friends and isn't scared of us. That's my best kind of puppy fix. Yes. She's a little bit timid, but that's okay. She's as sweet as sweet. Ah, oh, here oh, she is. Oh, she's come, to, come back in to say hello to Minnie now. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the best ever. All right, so we need to get back to our Bible study. I was just going to point out yeah, that. Yeah, you were on a. Yes, in the day that Jesus comes like a thief, in the night, the elements melt with fervent heat. The earth mm-hmm. also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. No one's going to survive that. There is no secret rapture. Yes. No, I can care. I just said it. You're right not going to miss the you earth you can't, being You can't have a secret up. rapture and have Second Peter 3.10. Nah, it doesn't make a whole There's no sense. way, there is nowhere in any form of scenario that you can have a secret rapture fitting into Second Peter 3.10. You know what this reminds me of? The, the idea of a secret rapture, it's like, I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was a kid I used to be a really, really deep sleeper, like very deep sleeper. And I remember one time I was camping and there was a massive storm going on all around me. And my parents were like, how did you not wake up? Like the tent, like the, the poles and pegs were like being lifted out of the ground. So the tent, like it's all around me just doing its thing So it's flapping. It's flapping. There's rain just yeah, yeah. drumming on the canvas. Yeah. And I just didn't wake up. Out like a light. That's what I feel that the secret rapture doctrine is kind of saying. Which doesn't make sense. Like I get that I was a deep sleeper, but this is different. This is like the whole earth. Yeah, yeah. And you missed this. Like, you missed this event. You missed something yeah, pretty do, big. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a pretty big event to just be like, oh no, what? We didn't see that one. <laughs> no, it doesn't exist yes. in the Bible. If you can find a verse where it does, then let me know. Shoot mm. it through right now. I'd love to read it. I will read it on air. Mm. There's my challenge to you. Uh, any verse that says that the return of Christ will be secret, silent, and invisible. Your translation puts it well when it says, unexpectedly like a thief. Yes, yes. Because that's the emphasis here. The emphasis is unexpectedly. That you don't know it's coming. Yeah. Mm. Not all thieves sneak in secretly, silently, and invisibly. Yeah. Some thieves do a ram raid, but they all come unexpectedly. Okay, I am sidetracked from our Bible study. We need to keep reading. Let's read verse uh, 12 and 13. Okay. Why don't you read verse 14 as well? It's super good as well. Okay. Um, so looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On that day, I like that. Dude, same. I'll come back to this. I'll keep reading and then I'm going to come back to my point. Uh, so looking forward and hurrying it along. On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we're looking forward to the new heavens and new earth, he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Yeah, absolutely. Great passage right there. We'll come back to that. We've got a couple of uh, messages came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad texted through. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about God keeping our tears in a bottle. Yes, in Psalms. Literal or symbolic? Mm. What do you reckon? Um, I, I just asked the question. <laughs> I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> Well, I kind of feel like it could be both, but well, I don't know what the need would be for actually keeping it tears. Yeah, why would you need salt water in heaven? Yeah, like I, I don't see the need for that. No, it's symbolic. Yeah. 
It, what, it, what, it, what it is saying is that God is remembering all of the things that have made you sad. Yeah. Like he our, forgets none of those things. Yeah, our experiences are important to God. Yes. Because mm. they've mattered to us. Uh-huh. And you know what? You know how there's the whole five love language thing, which I actually think there's more. Two that I think are completely universal is food. Food is a universal love language. The other is loving those I love. And I think that – so it's like if something matters to me – there's this element of it matters to you because it matters to me. Does that make sense? So I think with God, he's like, you know what? That's actually maybe not that big in the spectrum of all of life, but I know that it's important to you. So it matters. You just, Lala's just looking at his face that he's like, I don't know that I'm convinced about this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, my mind went somewhere else. Um, when you started talking about universal love languages. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's interesting. Do you know what I'm saying though? Like I've never I've never thought about those universal love languages before. Mm. But you're right. You know what I'm saying though, hey. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> Another text message. Um, tell us. Changing the tell subject. Tell us what it says. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the subject. Uh, I believe that the tears will be early in the in in the early days during the millennium in heaven, yeah. maybe while judgments are being decided, a thousand years is more than enough for tears. But there would, but there again, it, but there again, there would be tears if you saw a family member outside of the New Jerusalem. Hmm. And that's why that promise doesn't come until after the millennium until, is over. Yeah. And the execution of the judgment has taken place. Yeah. And hellfire is over and done with and gone forever. Yeah, finished. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Yes. So this verse, chapter, uh, sorry, verse 12 Mm -hmm. says, looking forward to that day and hurrying it along. My verse, my version says hastening the day. That's right. That's what what my translation says too, my KJV. what does that mean? Hurrying it along. Yeah, so what does that mean? What human impact is there? It means that you as a human being can have an impact on the decisions that God makes. Ooh, now that's a big call, Lyle. It is. Mm. You as a human being can have an impact on what takes place in heaven. Now, how does this work? Share some more of your thoughts. All right. Because this could be a bit controversial, possibly. Good. Because on one hand, it's not that we're twisting God's arm. No. Right? But there's amazing promise, the fact that, yeah, for me, I'm about this, right? I'm just like, why can't we be the generation when Jesus comes again? I don't see why not. Absolutely. Okay, so if you go to the book of Matthew, I shall read it to you. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14 where the Bible says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Mm. So when the Bible says uses the word then, mm-hmm. it's telling you when. So when will the end of the world come, according to that verse? After the whole world knows the gospel. Has heard the gospel. Mm. Okay, and this now relates back to where we were in Second Peter chapter 3, and this time verse 9. So flick back over there real quick. Okay. <laughs> and read us verse 9. I should have told you to stay That's there. That's okay. I will just give me a hot minute. Second Peter chapter 3, 3 verse, nine, verse says, 9. Yes, go for it. That the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Okay, so the Bible says that God is being patient because, you know, the the, the followers of God back then, they were like, why hasn't Jesus come back yet? And he's like, yeah. God's being patient. Yeah. 
He is long-suffering to us, would not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm. It says in the KJV. Okay, so is it God's will that anyone is lost? No. That's not God's will. So then if it is not God's will that anyone is lost, will God cut off their possibility of salvation while a possibility still exists? No, not if it's a possibility. No, absolutely not. And so then the only way that God can ever come back to this earth and end the history of this world Mm. is to have every single person on the world make a final decision Mm. for or against God. Yeah, so that whether he came in a week or two years, the decision wouldn't actually change. Wouldn't change. Yeah. That's right. And the only way that can happen is if the gospel goes to the whole world, and the only way that can happen is if we get out there and do it. And as we get out there and we share the gospel with the whole world, we are hastening. The day of the Lord. Or what does yours say? Hurrying up? Or this says hurrying along. Hurrying along for the return of Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Right now, it is time for... Question of the day. Okay, I believe the question today is, what day was Jesus born? October 22. How do you know? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what day Jesus was born. You know what? That's the confidence I like, though. (laughs) I have no idea what day Jesus was born. Uh, I'm just going with October 22, and I'll tell you why in just a moment, but it's completely a theory. All right. Um, It is extremely unlikely Mm -hmm. that Jesus was born on December 25. Yeah. Uh, Now, why is that? December 25 is not the birthday of Jesus, it's the birthday of Tammuz. Mm -hmm. So if you go back to ancient Babylon, you had uh, the founder of Babylon was a man by the name of Nimrod, a very, very evil, very, very wicked man, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very much against God, formed one of the great first, you know, globalist empires, formed one of the great first great um, religions against God. Uh, was killed because of his wickedness, and after his death, his wife, Samramis, uh, took the throne and proclaimed that Nimrod had ascended to the sun and that from now on we should worship the sun. Then she fell pregnant, but it was a little bit too long after Nimrod had died that she fell pregnant. Mm. And it was like, well, this is a bit of a scandal, isn't it? And she's like, no, 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 no. Immaculate conception. Immaculate conception. Right. So Nimrod up in the sun has impregnated me and the child that I'm about to give birth to is going to be the child of the sun god. Hmm. And her son Tammuz was born on December 25. Okay. So it had been a pagan festival for about 2,000 years before it ever became a Christian festival. So what is your theory for why it's October then? The actual date would have been okay. Let me finish the story of uh, of, uh, of 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 Tammuz and Nimrod first, and make a couple of comments on it. So this was one of those things that um, was widely celebrated in many different parts of the ancient world, and it um, you know when Christianity came along, it was one of those things that was kind of adopted mm. and given Christian meaning. Uh, there are some people who would say, well, then we should have nothing to do with Christmas. We should all you know, studiously ignore Christmas because of its pagan origin. And the simple reality is we do not ignore things because only because they have a pagan origin. Yeah. Uh, that's what's called the genetic fallacy, that something is evil because it has evil genes in it. Mm. Uh, this is not the case. The Bible doesn't uphold that. Um, the Bible, you know, it's definitely a warning sign. It's like, oh, maybe we should um, look at this a little bit more closely. 
um, because, you know, Christmas trees, you know, all that kind of stuff. What's that got to do with the birth of Jesus? Absolutely nothing whatsoever at all. Um, however, if we were to be, you know, if we were to truly follow the genetic fallacy, we would have to rename the days of the week. We would have to re- renumber and rejig all of the hours of the day mm-hmm. <laughs> because the, the system of 24 hours um, you know, four lots of six, six being a sacred number to the pagan world, four being the four elements of the universe. Yeah, you go on and on and oh, on. I didn't know that. All of this, it's all religious mm. and it's all deeply pagan. That's fascinating. The names of the week, you know, yeah. Sun's Day, Moon's Day, um, Thor, uh, no, Twig's Day, Woden's Day, Thor's Day, Frigg's Day, Saturn's Day. Mm. And it yeah. goes it goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. We'd have to change so much. We do not get rid of these things just because they have pagan DNA. Yeah. We get rid of things that have pagan DNA that are against the word of God. Yes. Yes. Okay, and there's nothing in the Bible either for or against remembering the birth of Christ. Mm. It's purely a tradition, so if you choose to do it, you choose to do it. If you don't, you don't. Um so that's the that's the important part of that particular Thing right there. As far as uh, the birthday of Jesus, most scholars lean towards an October date. I I lean towards October twenty two simply because the coming of Jesus is connected to a seventy week prophecy, and the seventy week prophecy is connected to a two thousand three hundred day or year prophecy, which ended in October twenty two eighteen forty four. And I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, God's kind of a god of exact exactitude. If you're going to, you know, <laughs> eighteen hundred forty eight years previous to that. We could have the birth of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of makes so. If it's going to be in October, I'm 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 going for the twenty second. Okay, and it's likely to be October. I think Lawson yeah. would agree with me. Yeah, that's his birthday. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a couple of thoughts on uh, the birthday of Jesus. He was extremely unlikely as born on December twenty five. I could almost give you a ninety nine point nine 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 percent guarantee that it was not December twenty five. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.